0: AT&T shares have had a wild couple of days after surging higher after announcing a merger content deal with Discovery and then turning all the way back around. Analysts also looking at a lower dividend in the stock as a result and tied to the deal. Right now we have the Senior Vice President of Finance and Investor Relations from AT&T, Amir Rozwojowski, joining us on the program. Amir, thanks a lot for being here. A
1: really interesting time for you guys' company. Appreciate it. Thanks very much for having me, Oliver. Yes, it is certainly an interesting time and an exciting time for our company. I want to talk about the plan
0: for the content and what AT&T looks like after this, but wanted first to give you a chance to talk about the dividend move as analysts were commenting about this a lot over the last 48 hours. Walk me through what exactly changed and what is kind of a mathematical decision based on the portion of the company that's not going to be with it anymore.
1: You know, that, that, that's a great framework in how to think about it, Oliver, right? Um, you know, when you think about the magnitude of the decision that we made to spin off our Warner Media business into Discovery, there's a portion of that business that will no longer be contributing cash to overall at and so if you sit back and think about our priorities, well, clearly uh, when you don't have that cash coming in and, and there's a value creation opportunity as we merge that entity into discovery, um, we have to realign our, our capital priorities. And that capital priorities is to adjust our dividend uh, to an appropriate level relative to the cash generation of the remaining company that will be there. And that's really how we're looking at it. I think the most important thing for folks to realize here is that none of this is going to happen anytime soon this is going to happen a year from now after uh, the deal uh, is is consummated uh, from that perspective and so none of the dividends are changing between now and a year from now and when that deal happens and ultimately gets approved and and completed uh, you know investors will then have a portion of that new company uh, in the digital media space, which we think is going to scale up and be a real opportunity and a real player on a global basis. And the
0: ownership of that new company is going to be roughly a two-thirds, one-third split AT&T shareholders versus Discovery, respectfully. For AT&T, there has been a focus on debt payment for some time now and a big role in how the stock is traded. What is that priority now looking like, and how does that fit into some of the decisions that have been made here about the dividend and that cash flow? What is the priority for thinking about debt payment? in the newer, slimmed-down
1: AT&T? Oh, it's a a great question. You know, we've used debt, and, and, you know, as you know, over the last several years, we've been at historically low interest rate levels, and uh, debt can be used as a facilitator for a number of different types of opportunities, and we've used that tool uh, as one of the tools in our arsenal over the last couple of years. But if you think about what we're doing through this transaction, we're taking $43 billion uh, of that value to pay down our debt. Uh, at this point in time, and so the opportunity set presented itself where we could reduce our debt while simultaneously creating and unlocking a value event when it comes to our our Warner Media asset, while again investing in our core business uh, to drive up you know some of the momentum that we've had in that business. And and so the way we look at it right now is that uh, the dividend resizing is largely due to our desire to continue to invest in our business have the capital to manage down our debt further, um, but at the same time still provide a very healthy return to investors that is you know, conceivably at the top 95 percentile of all dividend paying stocks. Mm.
0: Do you know right now what that new entity is going to bring over from AT&T in terms of personnel, in terms of management? How much work is there to be done to figure out uh, who's gonna be running the operation over there as uh, at and has become a, a very sprawling big entity you have advertising businesses uh connected to this through uh xander you have uh, various parts connected to content where there's been this buildup of making sure to ring out everything from that content so through advertising mm-hmm. through uh, different uh you know means so who goes where and how much of that has already been planned out
1: Yeah. So I would tell you this, you know, we we are working with our partners um, and, and, you know, David Zasloff, who has been announced as the head of the new joint entity, has a lot of decisions that he's got to make over the coming months. Right. But the way to think about it at this point in time is that the assets are highly complementary in nature. And what does that mean? Well, with Warner Media, you've got a great, fantastic 100-year history studio with Warner Brothers. You've got amazing content being produced by HBO. You've got a fast-growing and, candidly, one of the largest revenue-generating direct-to-consumer businesses with HBO Max, uh, as well as the legacy turner networks which as you know are the home of the nba we just re-upped the uh contract with the nhl and and there's a lot of you know very strong sports relationships from that standpoint and all of that is complementary to what we've seen with discovery where they've got a lot of unscripted content that is quite frankly very attractive to a lot of folks right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we haven't, uh, you know, sort of the work on the integration and all of that will happen sort of after the close of the transaction and, and you know, the new management team will have to make those decisions. But we feel very comfortable in the complementary nature of the two different assets. And ultimately what that will provide is, a lot of support for employees of the joint entity, for the talent that that joint entity will support, and quite frankly, for the cash and investment that that joint entity is gonna put in to really supporting it as a global powerhouse.
0: Cash flow related to media and the streaming business has been important. Another announcement uh, over the last 24 hours that there's going to be a uh, ad included HBO Max for 10 bucks a month is the goal there to find new subscribers. Any idea what kind of scale that puts on top of the already existing HBO cash flow?
1: Well, you know we're excited about that product. You know, and as I would also add that you know we're excited about launching internationally. Um, The way we look at it is, look, we're still in the very early innings of HBO Max at this point in time. I think that there were a lot of folks that were questioning some of the decisions that we made, probably in the tail end of last year when we went to a day-and-date strategy. But as you're seeing, the momentum is working both in the subscriber momentum for HBO Max and as we start to get a recovery in the theaters and so from our perspective that's just inning one to proof point where we are in terms of the growth cycle but really when you think about the avod product and the opportunity set there it's really about growing the total addressable market because there are going to be folks that want a different experience at a lighter price We can make money off of the advertising opportunity from that perspective, but also growing that total addressable market, both from an AVOD and an international perspective, to really give this some strong momentum going forward
0: Okay, Uh, Amir. uh, One other thing is uh, for the overall business as an investment. Obviously, there's a huge race and land grab right now in the uh, airwaves for 5G. AT&T being a part of that, uh, investors uh, maybe some concern that this is going to be a distraction. I mean, shouldn't be uh, separate entities. Everything's going to be able to still go according to plan on the other side of the business.
1: Well, actually, that's a great question, Oliver, because actually when you think about what we're trying to do here is we're actually trying to focus the business on that growth opportunity. Yeah. You know, we've talked a bit about what we're doing on the Warner Media side and how we believe the combination with Discovery can actually help scale up the business to grow it to a global perspective. Think about what we've also announced. We're raising our capital expenditures to $24 billion a year to invest in fiber, and 5G. That is the highest level of capital investment of any of our competitors. And even if you look at CapEx on a percentage of sales, we're investing more in American infrastructure than I would argue any other company right now. And we're investing in the type of infrastructure that we all know and need right now after the pandemic. We need connectivity, we need simultaneous really strong upload and download speeds And as a company, what we've decided to do here is actually supercharge that investment post this uh, spinoff in order to not only compete in those markets and opportunities that you highlighted, but be the best broadband provider across all markets Mm. when it comes to US infrastructure and connectivity.
0: All right, back to the roots on the communications. Amir, thank you for the explanation here.
1: My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me and your interest in AT&T. Thanks
0: a lot. Uh, Very good stuff. Amir Rozodowski joining us, Senior Vice President of Finance and Investor Relations at AT AT&T.